Welcome to episode 61 of Sound Out Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell, and I'm great at Transformers. And I'm Greg, and I'm getting better at Transformers. And this week, we discuss Lost Light, issue 3. Who is this beautiful boy up on the cover? <laughs> as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, oh, I know... The show's started with a bang. Look at him! <laughs> he looks—he looks startled. Talk about a bang! Look at that crotch plate. <laughs> he is just kind of it—it's it, clearly on an stay. action scene. Yeah, but he is kind playing. of seducing me. It, <laughs> it is a little suggestive. No, but yeah, because like, especially after you read it, you know exactly what's happening. Here. Right. Um, but it, to begin with, it almost looked like, like when you just glimpse at it, it almost looks like he's about to stomp on something or like something, like it doesn't sure. immediately translate that he's hit the ground. It kind of looks like he's standing over something. See, I, my first glance, like trying to suss out the image was that this wall he is being thrown into is actually the floor and he's like re- in repose, uh. like. <laughs> And like we've walked, he's like, "Oh, I didn't hear you come in." Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this thing that video game journalists do anytime they talk about The Witcher. They will always use the same picture of the main character from The Witcher, where he's in a hot tub with his legs spread, <laughs> and That's fucking like gamers hate it. But I think it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. And this is exactly what that made me think of. I'm like, "Oh, Whirl, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt." <laughs> We'll just put, there you go, there's our album art. We'll just put bubbles around <laughs> I love it. And we'll use that image for everything. Uh, and thankfully, that's exactly what happens in the comic, too. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, so we, we do have our little recap here. Yeah. Uh, everything's great. Nothing bad is happening. <laughs> everything's going according to plan. Uh, no one's stuck in an alternate universe. Right. No, it's It's not an episode of Cheers again. um but no yeah so uh as we remember yes as we remember the our our lovable bots some of them are on cybertron and wouldn't you know it it's not the cybertron (laughs) we remember we were hoping we were really hoping that uh megatron and starscream would get to have a very funny reunion um but we're getting a different kind of funny introduction uh, back to cybertron um yeah it's the functionist universe this yeah this other reality that um rewind kind of was seeing he was not only seeing it then he kind of brought it about when he killed megatron yes and uh, before the megatron was given his actual megatron spark <laughs> it's a little <laughs> fuzzy in that area but it does make sense it all makes sense it just sounds convoluted <laughs> um and of course we were just about to find out what rung is for uh, yes so that is uh yes they appeared on cybertron they were of course immediately found by council members and their judge dreadbots and then some really cute the uh the anti-vocationist yeah the avl yeah and they were like hey we're gonna take you to cyber utopia and yes the last thing we saw was the ominous promise of finding out 
what Rung's alt mode is and what he does. And we pick up right immediately there. It's immediately revealed. We learn it right now. Let's turn that page. Very first panel. Oh, wait. Nope. We're on Necro World. (laughs) And so, and then on Necro World, we'll remember, they were like, oh, not everybody woke up. We should probably check the rest of those the pods that yeah. all of these that the necrobot was keeping and let's let's kind of wake up everybody, everybody. Yeah. We're almost at grandma's house so yeah it turns out not everybody woke up at the same time we learned that when anode and lug were late to magnus's party um so swerve was like i'll go down and check and we can see he is down here with his best buddies his best buddies 10 and we're all uh, and they found and something. They found a big old pod. They found a big pod. They're like, okay. And immediately, they're like, uh, we should call Cyclonus. Because <laughs> we'll recall, Rod was like, Whirl, tell your boyfriend he's in charge. Uh, and of course, Whirl is like, oh yeah, got it. I'm in charge. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, we call Cyclonus. We don't really get a response from yeah, him. Yeah, he's not picking up for some reason. Um, and whoever is inside this pod has to be huge. Yes. And Whirl says, well, it can't be that dangerous because the Necrobot got him. And Swerve points out here, well, Rewind said that Brainstorm <laughs> used the briefcase, or the Rewind Necrobot. used the briefcase to hit people. And if Rewind. that happens... <laughs> The um, Necrobot used the briefcase. Yes, Lord. To hit people. It's so okay. many layers of name there. Um... <laughs> Cause short-term paralysis and complete loss of consciousness. So that's essentially saying, here's how we got a big, big boy who could be potentially very dangerous into this big, big pod. Right, because of course, since Sarah's not that big, he was, right. he, he was quite slight. Um, so yes, there's a possible explanation for whatever bot this may be. That uh, could be the explanation of how they got here, even if they are dangerous, which we'll and, find out. Of course, the sensible thing to do would be to wait for Cyclonus and Tailgate, even, in case it's, like, someone who's dangerous. So, World just opens it. Yeah. So, he's just going to go ahead, click the door open. That's what Um, I'd do. (laughs) I know it's what you would do. I know it's what you would do. It's absolutely what he would do. Um, Mind you, also, as these boys are being funny and cute, as they do, uh, we do have someone else naming... What sounds like names over top. There's like a narration. Yes. Kind of. There's yeah, a voice a off panels, panels yeah. naming, just kind of listing There's little names. Text inserts saying Lodestar, Marauder, Turmoil, and so on. Yes. Um, which are obviously names yes. uh, that I came up with. <laughs> you, yes. You came up with them to put on that wall. Yeah. In our... Um, so as, yes, as this is happening, we see those names here, but as it happens, uh, we get a, a vish onomatopoeia and Swerve says, you did that on purpose. And we're all says, I don't know if I did that on purpose or not, actually. <laughs> it's so right. I do love, yes. His response is, did I? I mean, for real though, I don't know. That's a genuine question. I don't know if I did that on purpose. Um, and so yes, of course, world opens this gigantic life support pod um we see a a thing in silhouette and there's a giant spike on the thing with a glowing tip did you know what this was like did you have an idea 
I did not. I okay. didn't even think. Cool. <laughs> My mind did not even go there. I was just like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> Looks promising, um, whatever it is. But don't it worry. Glowing. We don't get an answer to that right now because we cut away. I think the thing in the life support pod might be Rung's alt mode. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Um, They're all in I there. love it. It's all connected. <laughs> but yes, instead, we go to those names, that list of names that's been uh, inserted into over those some panels. of these panels. Yeah. And we see who is giving them out, and it's good old Nightbeat. It's good old Nightbeat. He's, uh, he's looking at one of the, the spark flowers, and we realize, oh, he's naming who, who the the energies cuz if we'll remember the spark flowers are powered by 12 sparks per flower i believe it is 12 like life forces that seems to be flower. what's going on here yeah is that each flower is comprised of like the residual spark signature of a dead bot perfect yes and that is also why they are planted in such a way since they're tried to do it so that the bot responsible for the deaths got that flower planted at their their pedestal. So you have to kill 12 people to get a flower? <laughs> yes. Huh. At least 12. I mean, what well, if you what happens if you only kill like 3 people? Well, right, like that that was kind of my thought too. Cuz uh-huh. then if you don't kill enough, did those people just not get a flower? Maybe it's a thing where, like, nobody's truly innocent and everybody is at least somehow indirectly <laughs> connected to a death or something. I mean, it could be. Um, it could be. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, needless to say, Nightbeat is... I almost called him Lifebeat. That's weird. <laughs> that's um, a completely different bot. Yes, that's... We'll, we'll get to Lifebeat way later. <laughs> um, Nightbeat is tinkering away on this and he's like hey brainstorm i'm really cool please tell me how cool I yeah am. he's very impressed with himself and he's just kind of like waxing poetic about this uh <laughs> the the revelation of spark flowers and all these life <laughs> these life signatures in this one flower and of course yeah brainstorm is not he's he's doing something else he's like oh hey yeah uh that was easily figured out because you can just <laughs> search sincere's records here right because first of all he's like uh Kaput already was doing exactly what you're doing, and we met Kaput last time. He's mm-hmm. he's the unicycle, and um, not only that, uh, but yeah, since they're already matched up, everybody's you can just look up their names and find out where their flowers are, <laughs> or you can you can just yeah you can just check. He already documented everything. Uh, so yeah, Nightbeat, you did just waste two hours. Um, yeah, and <laughs> Brainstorm was like, I let you do it because you seem to enjoy it, um, <laughs> and I like your company. Oh, cute. <laughs> But we do learn also the brainstorm is like, I'm not really listening to you right now. I'm trying to get a hold of Rodimus, which is very um, important. At least somebody is. <laughs> well, yeah, we do remember the last thing brainstorm saw is all of his friends climb into a den he made and then disappear and hasn't heard from them yet. Right. He's just like, as far as he know, he, he nine. Gosh, what did he even say? How many times he checked it? I, I think it was yes. at least nine times. Three times thrice. There you go. So it was That's how many times. times he checked to make sure they would go to Cybertron. So it worked. Um, but, yeah, nobody here knows what the result ultimately was. So he's trying to get some sort of connection here. Uh, and indeed he does. He hears back from Rod, we assume. Someone says, brainstorm, I could hug you. Oh, it's uh, so cute. Well, and it's so, like, I love this moment. This moment's very precious. Um 
especially, I don't know. I think Brainstorm is such an, I don't know. I, I love him so much, but he is, it's especially endearing to me when he has moments like this. Like if you look at uh, the reaction, even though he's got his mask on, he looks very happy and relieved. Like he, <laughs> when he, and he says rotters, which I think is so cute. I love that he calls him that and world calls him that. Um, it's a cute little nickname. Only, only his closest friends. <laughs> only the sweetest boys call him rotters. Um, um. But yeah, no. he's very happy. Well, yeah. and he does, he's kind of, in the panel just before that, he's, you know, kind of clutching at his helmet and looking kind of worried and unsure. And he's saying how the, the he says the, the comps have been misbehaving ever since the tremor, which is important because that, of course, we know about this, like this little geobomb that went off and right. it shook the planet. But that uh, apparently, as far as everybody could tell, that's all it did. It just kind of gave everybody a shake. But now uh, apparently the comms aren't really working. But well, and the other thing is like he knows it it works that like it's like he has a hundred percent confidence in it. But also it hasn't been confirmed yet. So like I totally understand being like nervous and be like, okay, I would really like if I had heard back from these guys yeah, by now. Exactly, he's very worried and right. And the comms in general not working. He's just it's he, yeah, and yeah, he just he he needs to know. This is the kind of things you would like a firm answer. <laughs> uh, and we finally get one. And it turns yeah. out the firm answer is, well, kind of. Uh, yeah. The, it did work. The the den worked. But they yeah. aren't. Well, and we get to see Cyber Utopia here. Uh, they aren't exactly where they thought they were going to be. And as Rod says, they are not in Cyber Utopia. Right place, wrong continuity. Uh <laughs> Well, and of course, yes. So we get a look here, like we get this great shot of Rod on the phone looking out over this, this just mass of people like uh, kind of winding between buildings and just structures and whatnot. Because this, of course, is what the AVL where they had last time they were saying, we're going to take you to Cyber Utopia. And so this uh, is what it is. Yeah. Cyber Utopia is apparently a nickname uh, yes. for... We will we'll figure it out soon. They tell they talk about it. Yeah. Um But Rod is saying like, okay, so we're in a parallel universe, and Brainstorm <laughs> immediately freaks out. He squeals. <laughs> he squeals. And he drops the microphone that he's got that he's using to speak to Ronimus. Um and Nightbeat picks it up, and he's very amused. Nightbeat <laughs> picks up the, the the microphone is what it looks like. Um, he's like, what did you just say to him? He's so excited. He's running around the room. He's made three laps. Uh, um, and so Rod is like, okay, <laughs> I, here's what's going on. And he explains the alternate universe with the Functionist Council, and it's called Adaptica instead of Callus, and... And of course, Nightbeat freaks out too because this like is so much for him to take in. <laughs> so all Rod is getting from this is that the two bots. He's like, "Oh, thank God, I've reached somebody." On <laughs> Finally, we can get out of here. Oh wait, these two are just cheering. <laughs> he can just hear just the shrieks of excited bots in the background. Um, well, and even better than that, because he he turns to look at he kind of puts the phone down. It's really good. I really love the way uh, Jack <laughs> does body language in these books um but he's looking over at ratchet like well okay now nightbeat squealing too and we go back <laughs> to brainstorm and nightbeat and brainstorm's back on the phone and it's so good because we can see nightbeat 
in the background racing along the wall. He's so excited. So now he's <laughs> yeah, doing he's laps in the vehicle room mode, literally doing laps. It's so funny. I was I was very amused at this uh, point. Also, how adorable is this line? Brainstorm comes <gasps> back on the mic and says, "I haven't been this ramp since Perceptor asked me to be his lab partner." It's which so like. Cute. We, there have oh been goodness. so many small little like hints at yeah, brainstorms like crush on Perceptor. Yes, yes, it's been very much implied that like brainstorms into Perceptor, and so yes, <laughs> getting this some firm, <laughs> some more firm evidence here. Like, oh my gosh, remember when that really cute smart bot wanted me to be his lab <laughs> partner? This is even better than that. Uh, and so Rod says, "Hey, why are we cheering?" Uh, and the answer is because. <laughs> Not only, like, Brainstorm explains right. you're not the only ones in a parallel universe. If For us to even be having this conversation, we are in that universe, too. So yes. the whole planet jumped. That's what that, the yes. bomb did, the geobomb. Yes, uh, it's that's a, what he's putting together here. Yes, he says there's different types of geobombs, different flavors, and this is a displacement weapon, which meant to destroy the planet by throwing it into a galaxy, but it's sort of actually malfunctioned and threw them into a neighboring universe. Right. He's right. Like the, the, they weren't going to kill everybody. They just wanted to essentially sweep them out of the way. And so his suggestion is that maybe that isn't exactly what happened. Like, but it is what happened, but in a way that wasn't foreseen. (laughs) And Rod is, is talking to James Roberts and says, that's your best explanation here. (laughs) Uh, that's what you got for me and james roberts replies and says it's either that or primus waved a magic wand <laughs> so uh malfunctioning geobomb it is that's what we're going with here uh and so brainstorm says well what are you guys gonna do you gotta get out of there and they're saying well we can't come <laughs> back because the den is totaled it got smashed up i love him he's like oh what he's like <laughs> i so worked really that hard den. on that you guys I that was a thing a and then i turned it into a gun and then i turned it back into the thing <laughs> brainstorm you're so good um and he's like okay uh and uh, you know what uh gosh i just love him I'm, I'm very appreciative of brainstorm in this issue we're getting a lot of good from him um but yeah he's he's straight up like okay don't worry i will take care of hopping us back to where we should be just get back here He's like, I'm really good at universe jumping. Trust me. Like, I've dabbled a bit in this. Just leave this to me. I'm pretty smart and cute. Uh, And and so, yeah, that he's like, you guys just make sure you get back here. Don't fuck anything up on Cybertron, and we'll we'll figure this out. uh, If you run into your parallel universe (laughs) double, don't touch them because same matter can't occupy same space. Bingo. It's a time cop reference. everybody. Everybody, go look it up. Um, and so we do, he does say, don't get too involved. And we immediately smash cut to Megatron, which good sign. <laughs> very good. The king of not getting involved. Yes. In <laughs> He's um, very good at just minding his own business. Uh, but the AVL guy is telling us that tall, skinny dude, who I think is a fun design. Um, oh, right. He's so fun. He's got a very fun little design. Yeah. Did what a cute boy. What is his name? Oh, I'm sure we know it, but I don't remember it by a Clicker. Country mile. Is it really Clicker? Is that him? Oh, man. Yeah, I, that's I hope him. So. What a cute name. He's so cute. Clicker, Clicker, you're the best. Clicker, you freedom fighter. Clicker, um, come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's explaining that Cybertopia, you know, in air quotes here, is a refuge where 
bots that have been made obsolete can come and be safe. Yes. Um, and and it's very interesting because we know now that it is this city. It's this, it's like an area. They're not. Yeah, it's just a like, place you can go. Yeah. Um, and and he's explaining kind of how the, the waves of this happening. And it, of course, it's very, I don't know, it, it's scary because he's saying the, the council targeted the intellectuals. They came for the experts, judges, statisticians, anybody who was looking for facts over fear anybody who was going to count question the council commentary yeah there you go um but uh and megatron's remarking that when war broke out on cybertron people tried to flee the major cities but they couldn't and he and he's kind of asking exactly what we would think immediately like what how can they all just be here why were they allowed to migrate here um and yeah, Clipper explains that for us too. We see that they, if we'll remember, there was this giant statue in Iacon when yes. the big bots gold, first arrived. Big, big statue. Big, big Primus statue. And so here, there's another giant gold statue, but this one is Adaptus. Yes, which we remember from our history lesson is yes. one of those original sort of god transformers. Yes, part of the guiding hand. Yes. Which makes this a sacred city. Yes, and so Megatron says, well, what does that mean? Who cares? Um, <laughs> but Clicker, I uh, love that name, well, good, good boy. Uh, <laughs> banana face, love more like, I love him. Um, he looks says like that, Crescent Moon. He looks like Mac tonight, which is a deep cut nobody <laughs> will get but me. Um, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Uh, it says, Don't you worry. every citizen has the right to seek sanctuary in a sacred city, which is a difficult sentence to say. Um, <laughs> but he says that sanctuary will only be offered if the counselor in charge in the city is so minded. And guess what? The counselor is, and he's one of those cool looking cog dudes. We have, yes, one of the 12 members. This is nine of 12. Turns out, yeah, he we was kind a, of, he kind of gave rogue. a little finger. Yeah, yeah. he went rogue. He left the rest of the council and was like, I'm super important. And I decided people would be safe here, which makes me immediately like him. But I'm worried that's exactly what James wants me to feel so that he can <laughs> stab me later. Um, yeah, I mean, that paired with his cool design is like. <laughs> right. He's got his cool cape going on and his like just yeah. optic face. I mean, they're cool. they're rad looking bots. The council all looks very cool. Um. But don't worry, we will hear more about that after this. <laughs> after this, did you know immediately when you saw him? Did you know? I had no I idea what the hell that was. Oh my god, I gasped so dramatically when I like <laughs> scrolled down to this page. I was like, oh my god, it's Killmaster. How can you possibly forget your boy's nemesis? I, I don't think I've ever met him, have I? We saw, oh, this is, see, here you go, deep cut. If you go back to issue 13 on Hedonia, they're swapping stories at the bar, and Whirl says his nemesis, they're playing the nemesis game, and Whirl (laughs) says that his nemesis is Killmaster, and and they're like, Killmaster with the wand? And he's like, yeah, and we get this kind of, this glimpse of a kind of a flashback of Whirls where he's faced off against, and I think they might even just be in silhouette, but we see this huge... But with his wand, and then, yeah, Whirl says that he he killed him in his sleep by shoving his wand up his, and then they cut him off. So, <laughs> Well, see, that's exactly the kind of thing we have this show for, so thank yeah. you. 
So there you go. If anybody wants to hop back and see where they talked about him, it's issue 13. Patreon.com slash Soundwave, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Um, and yes, so this is Killmaster. He got a wand. He a big, big boy. He's got his wand. He popping out that pod. Um, he, and he woke up. He's 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 grumpy. He grumpy boy. He's he don't know where he is. Right. Um, Who knows what he was doing before he was hit in the back of the head of the head with a with a briefcase. Uh, and Whirl immediately <laughs> narrows his optic and goes, "My nemesis, Whirl, um, you precious thing." And... I love you. So, of course they all take off. <laughs> this was my favorite line is uh, Swerve says, you're dead, Nemesis. You said you killed him. And he goes, that was my recollection. <laughs> um, Whirl, <laughs> what are we going to do with you? How do you solve uh, a problem like Whirl? And yeah, they, it... they turn and run and we can see Killmaster's now throwing life pods at them. <laughs> Just full on wrecking things up. Just, you know, because he can. Uh, and Whirl says it was millions of years ago. Killmaster disappeared, so he assumed he had killed him. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he yeah, he like just him just... don't retire. Yeah, so he's like, you know what? As long as this guy's dead, I'm just going to tell people I killed him. Because he's my nemesis. I and get it's... it, trust me. <laughs> it is so funny because even, yeah, Whirl's still admiring him. He's just, <laughs> like, they're all now hiding behind one of the life support pods. And Whirl's just like, look at him go. He's just, I mean, what a pro. He just woke up and started trying to kill us. He's just pure killing. He doesn't He's, want anything but kill. I mean, his name is Killmaster. All you need is kill. Uh, <laughs> All you need is kill. Never forget. Uh, but, uh, so, Swerve's trying to be rational here. He's like, okay, maybe maybe we'll be alright. Um, and he's like, maybe he's not a serious threat. And <laughs> I love the world's like, oh, buddy, he's my nemesis. He's a threat. You be careful. Yeah. Do not dare imply that he is not super threatening because that is an insult to me, my friend. Uh, and we, we see that Wong get used because our good, good boy, Ten, is well, ready to rush in. Yeah, Swerve is, yeah, we can see Ten, he's, he's, he's ramping up. He's gonna go. He's gonna go help his friends, cause Ten is a perfect boy. He's and, so uh, nice. Oh, he says so sweet. I love him. And Swerve is saying, he's kind of like, Whirl, he, he carries a wand. How, how threatening could it be? <laughs> and Whirl does let us know he's like, the wand is a weapon. And then of course, yeah, it turns out he, it can make things disappear as they're, they're going back and forth. He's like, yep. Apparently, that's exactly what it does. Turns out this see... guy is the master of kill. There you go. I wonder if that's where he got his name. Probably not. Uh, and we... I I really want to... I mean, all we see is smoking footsteps, but I really just gotta hope there's some way Ten isn't dead, because... Well, and I figure he can't be, because it's too simple. Because, yeah, Ten steps out, because, of course, yes, he's going to defend his friends, and... Just as they're saying the wand can make things disappear, Killmaster points it at Ten, and he does... Well, it's interesting, because a light kind of comes out of his back. A blue light is coming right. out of his back. And, like, the yellow glow from the wand is kind of hitting him in the front. He's being zapped. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, he disappears. And my note here does say, I will kill you both if Ten is not okay. So, you know, that's so, a promise, you guys. I, there's so... I... I... As a reader who has read yeah. other things in my life, uh, I gotta what? think, this, you're right, that's way too easy. Like, 
two Jeez. panels in ten who is like the cuddliest pet on the ship yeah. is dead? No. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He all right. Don't worry, everybody. We'll figure something out there. You dry those tears. I promise he'll be okay. Uh, not to not to try and remove the threat from the scene. Obviously, things <laughs> sure. are bad. Well, because but... that's the thing. Like the fact that Whirl also says he can make things disappear. Yeah, is like where are they? But to where are they disappearing? That's my question. Because I'm fairly certain ten is fine, uh, but I don't know where he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it was earned or sold properly. But anyway, uh, Swerve certainly believes it and. Uh, yes, is upset. upset enough to rush into battle and get his face just slammed oh, off him. Just backhanded away. And then uh, Killmaster starts getting pelted with bullets and his world. Yeah. The day. In vehicle mode, no less. Look at that sexy, yeah. sexy form. It looks great. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's in alt mode. He's shooting at Killmaster and wisely <laughs> instructs Swerve to call Cyclonus yeah. and tell him to bring Tailgate. Uh, yeah, that's, that was my favorite, or well, one of my favorite things about this issue is, um, Swerve is like, what do we need Cyclonus for? And he's like, we need Cyclonus because we need Tailgate. <laughs> right. Like, um, call him, and when he picks up, say, hey, is Tailgate there? I'm still not used to Tailgate being, like, the powerhouse, <laughs> you know? Were you initially just like, why? So he can come talk Killmaster down? No, it's just because, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just you're like oh yeah tailgate could handle this i'm not yeah. used to there being like someone higher up than like ultra magnus who could handle a problem like this you That's know fair. but yeah. tailgate can apparently um <laughs> tailgate's our boy he's a little uh, he's a little hot still he's a little he's... yeah he's not doing his best but yeah um swerve is saying like well you seem to be doing just fine uh and then and... we learn the truth Whirl says he's never beaten his nemesis, but you know what? Nemeses aren't for beaten. That's <laughs> fine, buddy. To be versus. Yeah, there you go. It's, you, you, you let them become champion of the Elite Four first, and then you beat them. And then you beat them, exactly. But you know what? Also, hats off to Whirl here. He recognizes he needs help, and he is ready to... Ask Cyclonus of it. And, of yeah. course, yes. Like, he knows Tailgate can stand up to this person. But it's... I see this as a very big... Uh, you know, kind of a big a step development. in the right direction for him. Yeah. Sure, good development absolutely. for him. Because there's... It's a very just clear show of trust here. Obviously, we know he trusts Cyclonus. But it's nice to see it in moments like this. Where it's not just, like, them having a discussion. And them having, like, fighting back to back. It's him being, like... Hey, that guy, that guy will come and help me. He will come help with this situation. I like uh, it. There you go. I love it. Uh, and so we have nine of 12 is the, yes. the sexy handsome bot that we met back on Adaptica. That, that just very handsome council member. We're back in, yes, uh, Cyber Utopia. And we can see they're actually in the statue. Of Adaptus. Yes, they're having a meeting inside Adaptus's head, and we got all our boys that we love. Yeah. Uh, and the Rod is saying, like, well, what's the deal here? Uh, this whole city belongs to you. Why did they not take it from you once you defected? Yeah. And he's saying only Primus can take, uh, take away what Primus gives. Which is very interesting. So, I... Like, we learn a lot here about the council and about just the function of this universe. Um, 
And the fact that, yeah, like, even though he defected, he's still as, he's still a council member. He's still. Yeah, he's still high up. Deemed important enough that they are, I'm sure, yeah, they don't. Yeah, he gets to run this whole city. Yes, they're going Uh, to leave him to what he's got. Yes. Um, And he's saying, and now you, our saviors, are here. And Rod is like, "Uh, we want to leave as much (laughs) as possible. Yeah, we're going to, like, go as soon as this is done. So, like, as soon as we get a ship. You got a ship? Um, And... Uh, but we're waiting for somebody. Yeah, Click says we're waiting for somebody. And he says, is Megatron going to show up? And Rod is like, no, Megatron is out there mingling with the troops. And yeah. we see that bot from before with the sort of gouged out eyes. And this is a really, really cool touch because it was self-inflicted, he says, because uh, it's a, a protest against putting the cameras in optics, as we've seen yes. before. Yes, we learned about that back with Minimus, alternate Minimus. Um, yes. So this bot, yeah, took their own optics out. And again, we're having Megatron. I like, he, he's just gently looking at their face. Um, he just looks so delicate. I like it. Um, well, and I like this back and forth, or like this dialogue here too. So, because the bot explains it, yeah, like they put cameras in our optics so they can watch us watch each other. And um, Megatron remarks, it's a form of protest. And Ratchet says, it's a very crude one. And Megatron says, the best kind. And I'm like, there you go. Megatron, uh, get over here. I'm going to give you a kiss <laughs> on the face. I like it. Um, and then we see the person we were waiting for. It's Anode. What? Look here. What? 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 Crazy how that works. The second She's in command. The second to the in 12. command. Damn. Um, and of course minimus is like oh late in this universe too huh (laughs) not impressed always hilarious minimus ambus everybody um yeah he does not he's (laughs) not at all surprised by this he's like oh yeah here she is late um and she's very like take charge no nonsense yeah which is different from our anode (laughs) yeah we get a bit of a different attitude from her and immediately she does want to know did they arrive by ship? And, like, they didn't, did they? Because, and they say, no, we teleported. And apparently, though, they do have some UFO, some identified object. Yes, something is in the distance, and we don't know what it is, but there's yes. something there. Yes, they know it's there, they just don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I love that Chrome Dome, his only line of this issue is, nothing to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> and even like he's like seated back he's just kind of like whoop and puts he's his like, hands up like that was not us. us don't worry about that <laughs> uh and a clicker is saying like well okay the council's broadcast and you guys being here and the ufo like this is a pretty busy day for coincidences yeah those seem like they might have something to do with each other uh and Rewind is saying, well, all these refugees, why don't they blow up their heads? Like, right. He's been looking out the window. He's been right. kind of people watching. And, um, um, yeah, he, right. He wants to know why, like, he knows that they have the obsolescence chips in their heads and that the council can detonate them. So he wants to know why all of these bots haven't had that happen. And Anode is saying that 9 of 12 showed everybody how to block the signal. Uh, yeah. And so Rewind is saying, like, well, 
then why don't they leave? Like, I would get out, and Clicker is saying, like, well, they can't. No one can, because all the space sports were closed down after they gave Luna 2 to the Black Box Consortia and recalled mm-hmm. the Primal Vanguard. Um, everyone with a spacefaring alt mode was made redundant, which is to say fired, which is to say killed. Um, and the council wants everyone to fear the rest of the universe because getting off Cybertron would be detrimental to the council. Yes. And a fearful population will sacrifice anything to feel safe. Yes. So if they're afraid of what's out there, they won't try to leave. They will do what they can to just stay here where they are safe, where they're told that they're safe. Uh, and Rod is like, well, we can still get out, right? And <laughs> right, like, Nine is like, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't have a teleporter. Sorry. At least nothing. Long nothing range. like your lovely den. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we see Drift saying, like, sorry, we just are not used to how weird this all is. Um, <laughs> in our universe, the Senate was in control until the war happened. And then they never, like, quarantined the planet, so. Right. And so he's, you know, so this is a very just different for them. This is all new. This is nothing like what they've had to deal with before. Um, but when he mentions the Senate, yes. 9 of 12 is like, oh, well, we killed our Senate. Yes, we get a very, very interesting tangent here. Very interesting um, tangent. And he's saying that millions of years ago, Vector Sigma began to stop generating pulse waves, and they interpret that to mean Primus spoke, there would be no more sparks. And so that's not, like, weird. We can understand that. Right. We remember this. Yes. We know this. That happened. Um, yes. And then Nova Prime d- circumvented the natural birthing process by ordering the manufacture of photonic crystals. Okay. Um and these crystals are capable of storing spark energy drawn from the matrix itself yes, and then placed what... in bodies. Yes. So that's what Nova Prime was doing. He was using the matrix to store the spark energy. Yes. And he was just stockpiling it. Um, and then the... So it was their way of doing like almost cold construction. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. It's very similar to cold construction. Yes. Um, and so they found stockpiles of these crystals. Yeah, Yeah, the Senate did. Um, and the council said that that's, you know, sacrilegious and stuff. Right. Uh, And then they sealed Vector. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The Senate was then essentially making the cold constructive bots and the council stepped in. And said like, hey, we're going to kill all of you. And they sealed Vector Sigma behind a wall of impenetrable metal, an untrium, which, all right, fine. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's though i mean that is interesting i i do want some more information there um but yeah and he's saying that uh they retaliated and they fought back and yes. that they destroyed all the crystals and they killed the senate and we can see in this flashback here uh nominus who was prime after nova and here he is being destroyed. So this is important because it's showing us sort of like where this universe really begins diverging from the established universe is yes. like the council basically seizes power and kills the Senate. Right. Whereas in ours, it's for lack of, you know, for to keep things simple, it's Megatron who. Yes, he's the one who rises up right. and takes the power from the Senate. Um, 
And so Rewind is saying like, okay, well, that's all well and good, but eventually you did start making new bots because there's like a bunch of people on there I don't recognize. Yes. Um, because of course we know that he sees faces and can just right. Got, he knows like almost everyone who's ever existed. Right. Um, He's got database upon database. Good old rewind. He's a smart boy. Got that memory. So good. Um, and he's saying, well, yeah, the council, or Nine says, yes, eventually the council began to broke its own rules, which is the reason that he says he defected. Yes. So um, we're like, oh, okay, that's, that's what happened here. That's why he left. So yeah, he's saying six of 12 took, is the one who took the matrix after, which of course, when we were looking at the council before, we're like, whoa, one of them just has like a matrix for a face. Yes. Um, that's this guy. Yes, so that's six, and he's claiming that Primus speaks to him, and only him, and that Primus has been telling him to fortify the planet and prepare for war. So basically, and then, yes, Clicker then adds to that, and he's saying that uh, they started essentially making their own bots now. They are recycling Yeah, they're, they're cannibalizing existing people into... New bodies that are like tanks and bulldozers and gun emplacements. Yes. They're taking the sparks from the bots that are they're recycling and putting them into, yes, essentially what they will use for whatever this impending war is. Uh, and he says that they claim, like the cover story is that they have a new hotspot, but Anode is proof that that is fake. And so that's interesting. That is interesting. Well, he, yeah, he says that thanks to her, they know that that's a cover story. And um, and then, yeah, we get more information on her, too. Uh, Nine is telling us that she is near the top of the Grand Cybertronian taxonomy. She is second only to counselors, which is huge. And we're, yeah. of course, like, right now, we're like, what is she? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's huge. <laughs> Doesn't she transform into a thief? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what? That's not what she told everybody. But then, of course, uh... we know she wasn't. Right, she was very... She was not telling us everything. Yes, she is very uncomfortable with her alt mode. Uh, and we see here, she is a blacksmith, which means yes. she forges new bots. Uh, that's nuts. It is nuts. So yes, very important. Speaking of Anode... Hey, let's go back over works. to Necro World. Um, and we got our, our, our good, good gal team here. We yeah. got... Uh, Nautica looking at that crazy snowflake thing we remember. Yeah, she's got that snowflake. Our universe's anode stole. Yes, or recovered. At least, yeah, she she unearthed it and has been keeping it in her chest compartment. And now, yeah, Nautica's looking at it. She's curious, Um, and she just wants anode to tell her what it is. And because, of course, we learned velocity and anode have a past. And so now we're we're all in the room together. We got Velocity here. We got Nautica, Anode, Lug. We're going to get some answers. It's about to get heavy. <laughs> um, and Nautica is saying, what is this thing? And Anode's saying, I will tell you uh, never, but <laughs> after I get my checkup from the doc here. Right. And the doc, who hates Anode for reasons we only sort of can guess at. um is saying, like, you're fine uh, physically. You may have mental fatigue, mood swings, disorientation, hallucinations, and flashbacks as a symptom of the time sickness. Yes. Uh, which, so, of course, yeah. yeah. Which we, we still don't an... really understand. 
Right. And they don't even fully understand what the time sickness is, or at least some of them don't. And, um, of course, she and Drift had an interesting run-in before, too. When he pushed her upon touching her, he got a flashback. And we discussed that uh, two episodes ago. And uh, flashback or like halluc- flash or forward vision. potentially, yeah, yeah, some sort um, of yes, visual thing, yeah. Uh, anyway, Anna is saying like, "Oh boy, yeah, I'm feeling all of that. I gotta go. Bye." Um, <laughs> Just give me my little uh, ornament, please. Yes, please, I'll take that. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> um, but Nautica is saying, "Hey, night beats outside." He's asking for another grief shot. Uh, and here we finally get some explanation. Yeah. Because, yeah. Not, this was or, a thing uh, as well. Yes. And I'm very glad for this explanation. Uh, Velocity is saying it's a mood suppressant. You don't agree with it, but let's just call it what it is. And Nautica is saying we owe it to skids to tackle the sadness head on. Avoidance is addictive. So here we go. Because, yeah, a lot of the bots were kind of just like, okay, let's just pick up and keep going. But... We're saying we're learning here. There is Lottie's kind of dosing them up with a way of suppressing anything they might, any grief they might be feeling for skids. Uh, I have, I've, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. Uh, I can see it if it's like a, like I mean, if you think about medication that yeah. exists for things that I mean, we mental have. illness is a thing, and depression is a thing people take medicine for. Mm-hmm. Nautica. Uh, oh, I, I, I think I don't know if it's that sort of commentary. I took it more of like. I mean, sure, I get it. Talking yes. about giant alien robots, it's more of a like, hey, give me a boost so I can focus on the task at hand and worry about this thing later. Sure, I absolutely understand that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I. I maybe handle it a little differently. I'm sorry. I would handle it a little differently. That's fair. Uh, I think. I think if. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I trust. I trust James and his. He's he's a very uh, thoughtful person. So I don't take this to be anything insensitive. Sure. Uh, He has not shown me any reason that he would be that brash about something like mental illness uh and so as velocity is storming out nautica saying like hey you got to tell me what this snowflake thing is right um or no no not even that she's saying what's up with you and velocity yeah like so she's like i know you two know Uh, each other yeah and she says you guys belong to the same sorority on caminus what's going on what is this give me some more information but, uh, yeah, she, and even Anode is like, I mean, right, we were in the same sorority a long time ago. Um, but she's just kind of brushing it off. Like, it's not a big deal. And, um, and then Nautica does want to know about the snowflake. And we learn everything we need to know about it right here. It's, it's a baby. It's at least yeah, the, it's... The, the start of a baby. Uh, it's, it's a bloom of Sentio Metallico. Yeah, so she's explaining, and I'm so glad to have more explanation here, when a hotspot produces a spark, it also produces one of these little Blooms bits of, of Metallico, yeah. Metallico, yes. And they kind of form together. They're separate, but they're connected, like a conjunct Zendura. And that together, then, they make a protoform. But sometimes protoforms are slow to turn into Cybertronians, 
if it isn't quite getting it, if it doesn't quite know what it's supposed to do. And then she's saying that somebody then can sculpt the Sentia Metallica and kind of help it, help it along, help it become a little baby. Uh, and in in the the panel just before this page, uh, Anode says that while Velocity was doing performing arts, she was doing obstetrics, which is delivering children. Like yes, which so is, yes. that's why she knows all this. She's she studied it. it. Yeah. Um, yes. And so and, it so would, you're right. She is a bot yes. who could help that that protoform that like beginning the Sentio Metallico find yes what helping form it it's sculpt and find its shape. Um, and so she says that if it's unharvested, a spark fades, but sometimes the Sentio Metallico survives and repattern itself like this and has the very cool name Widowed Metal. Super cool name. Um, which was one of my favorite PS1 games. Um, <laughs> and so says that it contains alloys unique to Cybertron and its moons. So if you find a specimen, then hold on to it because it's worth a lot of money. Which is interesting. And of course, Nautica has had this look on her face um, for these two panels. And then she finally gets to say, you're a blacksmith. Which is, of course, now we know it's a very yes. important thing. That's a, that's a very important thing in a world where everyone is machines. Yes. It's a very good skill to have. Um, and yeah, Anoda is saying that she was born with certain skills. And she needed to hone them. So then she was apprent- She served as an apprentice. Um on Caminus in a medical facility called the Lighthouse. And so she's she's just kind of giving us some backstory here. The Lighthouse, to everybody else, is just another clinic. But she calls it a proving ground for her. That it was... A it place was, to hone her skills. Yeah. For blacksmiths to test their metal, which is interesting. And... So, so yeah, it sounds a little like, okay, it sounds like it was a little intense over at the lighthouse for uh, blacksmiths. And then Lottie has rejoined us, and she's now giving us her, how she saw it. And she straight up says that Anode was blessed. She had all these gifts, and she threw it all away. Yeah. She ran away. And she stole a batch of Sentio Metallico. Yeah. Um, and she's saying, Anode replies, look... I know you're not going to believe me, but I didn't steal anything. I just wanted the sorority to think I did so that I would have an opportunity to leave. Yeah, which uh, is interesting. Yes. So, yeah, she's saying she she changed everything around so it would just look like they were missing it, but she didn't actually take anything. Uh, yes, she says that she needed to create a pretext as a reason to leave. And Velocity and kinda... says, well, then what happened? And Anode says, I can't tell you because I've never told anyone. And Lug looks heartbroken. She looks very upset. And to the point, she is very upset because then she turns and flees the room. But um, it is interesting because Anode not only says, because she says she needed a re- reason to leave, and then she says she needed another reason to leave. Like, she kind of corrects herself. So there was already something, and then she needed something else added onto that to essentially force herself to leave the light. A lot of, a lot of questions. A lot of questions that were probably never going to get answers. Um, and so as Lug dashes out, Anode is leaving and Nautica says, yeah, hey, you can't just her. leave. And, and I was like, well, I am. Bye. Uh, <laughs> like, just come find me later and arrest me then. I don't care. Bye. Uh, and uh, Nautica says, well, I'll just keep this then. And the the, the magic Sentio Metallica snowflake. And Anode's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh <laughs> 
And Nautica's like, you said it was like super important. She's like, yeah, I I really don't care right now. Bye. <laughs> right. So she's immediately on a mission. So, I mean, and we already know Lug is important to her, but then this yeah. gives a whole new kind of level to that. This adds another layer onto that. Cause like, oh yeah, she's just going to abandon this thing. She wouldn't shut up about <laughs> for the past three issues. Interesting. Um, and loyal. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, and then we get our uh, just a very attractive helicopter shooting at a big boy. <laughs> Huge boy. Um, um, and then it's so good because Killmaster finally speaks and he says, <laughs> enough fun, Nemesis. And I heard him like Roadhog in my head. Um, I love it. Um, and he grabs Whirl, still in copper mode, and throws him and he transforms as he's being hurled across the room. Right. And he hits the good. wall, which is the cover. There you go, everybody. There you go. We did it. We found it. We got um, it. That'll do it for us. <laughs> so World's looking a little smashed up, and he's saying, like, what happened to Tailgate? And Swerve is saying, I don't know. Someone picked up, but I don't know who. They didn't yeah. say anything. He tried calling Cyclonus, but, I mean, hopefully hopefully somebody's coming. I don't know. But then he also points out exactly what I thought, which is <laughs> it's amazing and fantastic that both Whirl and Killmaster have agreed we are nemeses. Uh, so the fact that Killmaster <laughs> addressed Whirl as his nemesis, it's very <laughs> it's cute and hilarious. Basically conjuncts and Dura, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, the violent version of that. Uh, and then don't worry, oh everyone, Cyclonus shows up, or half of Cyclonus shows oh up. What the fuck? I know. I'm, I was so horrified. I still am. Oh my god, Cyclonus. Boy, Dungong got shredded. <laughs> oh no, what happened? Uh, I'm so upset by this. <laughs> yeah, Cyclonus gets here because he's a he's a hero. He's a prince and a hero. Ain't got no arm. Ain't got half a face. He's just been like shredded, like his shoulder and the side of his face. It looks like somebody just clawed him off. And I love this because we're always like, oh boy, you really shouldn't even have come. Like I that's <laughs> really like like oh no oh no why I don't, did you even come? I don't know what happened, but you're not going to be able to contribute much here, buddy. <laughs> oh. What a prince. Uh, but it does leave them standing still long enough that, uh-oh, uh, Swerve also gets, uh, yeah. gets magic wanded away. He gets killmastered. He gets killmastered, and he also leaves behind smoking footprints. Uh, and and Whirl has a <laughs> tiny voice is saying, maybe you shouldn't have pressed that button. Maybe, maybe He's that experiencing remorse for the very first it's time. Like, what is this, Cyclonus? Um... um but yeah, so that's where we leave our boys. Where they, Whirl and Cyclonus, <laughs> you two have a knack. For they they fun. really are good at ending up back to back fighting something that's going to kill them. Yeah, they really are. But they always make it out, and I think they'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about there. Um, they'll be all right. And so we cut back to the the scene we remember of the, I think. Six, Six of 12, 12. yes, mm-hmm. holding Matrix face. parallel universe rung, saying like, hey, I'm going to tell you what this dude is for. <laughs> look, at um, how, look how grumpy Rung looks. Look how fucking punk rock Rung looks. He's just, it's so cute. He looks like he's got a little... Rung's just up there like, face. fuck the queen. And he's got like piercings <laughs> and tattoos. Yeah, it's a um, great visual. There you go. Uh, he's, he's got 
dyed hair. Um, and he's this, and you know, this mass of people watching this broadcast. <laughs> and I love that he, as we remember, it ends with, with six saying, we're going to tell you what the useless one is for. And then we still don't get it because this TV <laughs> announcer is like, yep, that's what we heard just hours ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting. Uh, um, but then but we can, yes, the cog has arrived, which means they're about to like come here in person. Right, because the council, it's very much like a villain's lair. And yes. theirs is called the Cog, and it just floats above the city. And uh, they just live in their fucking Sky Fortress. And you know, Rod is like, rung? Really? You guys are like... <laughs> he cannot get over the fact that it is rung. Uh, he's your leader? And they're like, well, he's not actually leading anything. He's been in prison for years, but... Uh, Forever is what Clicker said, which yes. is very interesting. Which uh, leads me to believe, ever since rung, baby was brought online they were like lock him up what's he do yeah like yeah. go go get him out of here ornament was not gonna cut it in this world and uh he got all he got all rebellious he was like fuck the queen he totally um, does look like that in this picture yeah. he's got a leather jacket on he's got scars on his face um and so he's saying he's basically laying out what we know is that rung is an inherent like theological contradiction for them that like because he has no use he is the flaw in their entire plan so proving that he has a use is going to give them free reign to do anything they want because it completely validates their philosophy so on so forth yes Um, nobody will be able to fight back there will be no arguments and drift is saying well why don't we get down there why don't we stop this and clicker is saying like well we can't because we would all be killed immediately we missed our window um, I, everyone in Iacon, uh, has had their eyes tested if you catch my drift, um, which is amazing because he did catch drift. Um, <laughs> Cute. but I do love that Rod is like, no, I don't get that turn of phrase, but, um, <laughs> he's like, no, I don't. Anyway, you say at least we get to figure out what rung is for, Rod- right? These are the exact moments where I can just see Andy Samberg delivering these lines so perfectly. He's like, I mean, come on, we've all wondered. Like, because part of Rod is very much like, okay, you guys, this is bad, but also we get to find out what wrong is. This is kind of exciting, right? Um, God bless it, Rod. And um, why why draw it out? We see what wrong is for. Oh my God, yeah. So we have this. It's it's not our our. Our normal married news team. Uh, we got a different news team here. We have a different and, uh, news team here with camera faces. Yeah. Um, and six of 12 steps out with his Matrix face. Yeah. Uh, and he's saying, like, guess what, motherfuckers? Here he is. And these yeah. big doors open. And huge doors. this giant, and like, kaiju spike comes out. Right. It looked like a crystal to me, which, yeah, it's like some, it's this jagged, rocky kind of but yeah just like this huge spike and i have to tell you i like i could feel my heart beating i was genuinely anxious <laughs> at this point this was making me very anxious um because it's, it's so big and i was just like what is this what's happening i'm 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 nervous um and yeah. it's finally they the doors open all the way and we see this massive massive the rock formation yes. in a giant tank. It's huge. It's it, it makes the the Judge Dreadbots look like uh, army men, little teensy boys, and teensy weensy. Yeah, boys. this thing's like 
he it's enormous. So it, like, it's giant. It makes it's like me combiner size, basically. Yeah, it's so um, big. It makes me so uncomfortable. The fact that they're saying that that's wrong, it like genuinely yeah. bothers me. I'm genuinely. We remember how <laughs> tiny rung is, and I don't like uh, it. Rewind says it's a mining tank and it's huge, and there's nothing like it in his database. And uh, <laughs> Minimus is saying like, how is that even a thing? Because how could that? There's no way this right, could be internally real. concealed. Right. Um, they're saying right, like the drill alone, like that couldn't have. Like, where did that come from? Um, but and even rewinds, like, I don't know if it's auto generated. I don't know if it's hot right. matter. But like, I mean, mass displacement was a thing, right? Like, that's been discussed before. Isn't that a reason that some things, but like, have bigger alt modes than they actually are? Or was that like during combiners? Maybe. No, yeah. No. So they have discussed that. You're totally right. Um, and that's like, yes, Megatron has that ability. Um, some bots do. That's why he can turn into a teensy boy if he needs to. <laughs> um, but not bots all can. Not all bots can do that. Sure. Um, but yes, you're correct. So that was my thought too. That I was like, okay, so he can. He yeah, he he's like pulling this out of yeah, whatever uh, that keyword think, is. He has that. Right. And I, so I was under the impression, and this was my thought too, that they were talking more about the crystal. That, like, sure. That the, makes the sense. Drill, the, the, like, yeah, that part on the front. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not reading that correctly. Um, but, but as they're all like just yes. watching this, Anode is like, hey, hey big news. You got to come here. I got to show you something. He's like, nah. He's like, whatever it is, I think the most important thing ever to happen is happening right now. (laughs) Right. Um, And Six is saying Rung is a weapon in a holy war and that this drill bit can penetrate the Anuntrium, which the Senate used to wall off Vector Sigma. And so he's saying Primus gave us this drill. We're going to use it. We're going to enter the primal chamber and reconsecrate it. So they're going to. This is a big full circle for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, so we do learn, cause of course, Clicker was just telling us that yes, the, or yeah, we got our little history lesson that the Senate walled off Vector Sigma. And which is why I would like some more information, cause I'm like, how though? That's, that's interesting. I would like to know the method of that. Um, which maybe we'll get that. But, um, so now, yes, this is the council saying they can now get to Vector Sigma, which is huge. Uh, and Anode is like, look, I'm not going to take no for an answer here. This is very yeah, important. On, you should man. come see it. And he's saying, I can't believe anything could possibly. What? <laughs> right. The blip on the radar has made itself known. And oh, shoot. Luna 2 is back. Yeah. And it is a very striking image. It's a very, very, it's a good last panel. We just have this <laughs> looming, huge Luna 2 over very close to the city so there you go everybody how about that next fly me to the moon yeah that's some that's some let me dance among the stars that's some god darn comic book right there i'm glad we got a whole episode for it i do too oh my goodness this one yeah uh, i mean they're all so good but <laughs> a lot of shit happens here so much There's like three so major much. climaxes uh, yeah and a lot of things, like, just making me... I'm very uncomfortable with this issue. <laughs> There's so much in it that I'm like, no, stop. I don't want to look at these. Um, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the state Cyclonus is in. I don't like the state that Rung is in. It's deeply uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. So uh, congratulations, yeah. James and Jack. You did I'm it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, Thank you for making me so uncomfortable. 
and so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I think so. I want to thank our, our Lost Light crew members who I assume are presently attempting to overthrow uh, yes. Getaway and get yes. back to. But I mean, that's in a whole other universe now. So like, what do we right. care, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks to uh, Samuel Jocks, the fifth virtuoso Jacob Stevens, Kyle Schaefer, Biddy Bot Jazz, and Elizabeth Jackalope. Um, thank you so much. And if you'd like That's to join great. the Lost Light, go to patreon.com slash soundwav. Uh, and it's always a party. There you go. We have a cool, good time. You get to listen to alt mode, which we're about to hang out and record just after this. Um, yes. All kinds of fun stuff there. And I think that's it for us this week. Uh, Transformonauts, I don't want you listening to those punk records. That that <laughs> rung is a bad influence on you. <laughs> Transformonauts, come put on your sweater vest now. Transformonauts, wash that out of your hair. Get that out of there. <laughs> Transformonauts, is that toothpaste in your hair? Transformonauts, I get that the cool kids are doing one thing, but you don't always need to do what they do. Find yourself, Transformonauts. Be you.